just to reintroduce myself to the few people who don't know, I'm Rick. And tonight, I'm going to just be doing a little look over what we did last week and getting any feedback from you guys. And then I'm going to hand over to Liz for the first part and then Gary looking at the inner life. But I thought we'd start just by doing a quick, a quick recap from last, last time of what we were talking about in the realm of our identity. And we started off looking at how God intended our identity to be met out of relationship with him in the garden, in the Garden of Eden, that he was to be the source and us as creations were to be the recipients of his, his love, his worth, his sense of okayness was going to come from him. And so we kind of pictured it a bit like, a bit like this. This is us, this is our spirit, this is our um, soul, this was our body. And God was here as our creator and there was this uninterrupted exchange of life between God the creator and man. And all our sense of righteousness and okayness and love all came from that value of intimacy with God. And then we know that after the fall, if you can see from there, we, we spoke about how there being a separation between us and God as creator. And that separation almost, it meant that we were cut off from God as source. So um, our spirit, our place where we encountered God, this place of life was now dead to God. It was now unable to receive him as the source. And so what happened and what's happened to all of us as, as we've grown up is if we're devoid from that connectedness to God, we've had to make life work for us out of our own resources. So our relationships with significant people, our parents, our grandparents, our siblings, um, our teachers, um, what, what we get from our careers, um, our education, our sportiness, it all builds up this sense of, what well, am I okay? What am I worth? Where's my value? And it's this area of kind of self-righteousness, self-protection, that enables us to make life work with us outside of Christ. And we said that that's what the Bible calls flesh. And flesh is a resource that we can call on to make life work for us. And then what we recognised was that, that God's solution to that was the cross. And because of that cross, we're forgiven trying to make it so everybody can see it um, also that means that now this relationship has been restored and that our spirit has been resurrected with Christ and we're alive we know that source of life now the union with Christ through the cross but what we also recognise was that all the things that we've learnt those patterns through our childhood they haven't just gone away the flesh is still there as a resource. And most of us have lived this life where we know Christ as our saviour and we've lived out of that grace, but we've also known those things, subconscious maybe, of control, manipulation, running away from things that are fearful, hiding our emotions, um, a whole realm of things. So we've got, what we've talked about was that out of our identity is set and established 
in our spirit. But we've got a choice whether we live out of that spirit where we're complete, where we're loved, where we're valued, where we're holy, or do we live out of that resource that we've known all through our lives, which doesn't give us life and doesn't give us joy, but it's there, the the flesh. And uh, we're going to explore a bit more of that tonight. But before we do, I know that you've been meeting in, in groups and you've been probably pondering some of this on your own. And I just wanted to throw the kind of floor open a bit for, for five minutes. And anybody who wants to share what impact this last month you've noticed since we last met? Anything anybody would like to share? Any things that have been good as you've met together in a group? I think it was lovely that there was a road in our group, just a very quick cohesion, really. It was just a quick cohesion between the members and a relaxing together and even a a trust as people really shared their hearts Mm. to think we hadn't all really met each other before. Um, I just felt that was real positive and I felt very privileged that someone could feel free to share from their heart from the start Mm. what had affected their life and who they were. Yeah, because it's quite a vulnerable place, isn't it? And if, if only one person in a group shares, then nobody else will perfectly feel like sharing. And so, but it's part of the process, really, of uncovering, being allowed to see what we're like by other people. Anybody else like to say anything? I wasn't at the first meeting. I'll try to speak a little about it. I wasn't at the first meeting, and uh, when we all, four of us got together... We had a lot of discussions about individual things, how we felt about things, how we felt about relationships, etc. But we came away with the thought that, and we've been asked to do a tiny, tiny bit of homework, what would you like put on your gravestone? Oh, wow. Which, it sounds a bit, you know, funny, but in fact, mm-hmm. it's how you really feel about yourself. Mm. I haven't done one yet, because I keep thinking of many little things, and, uh, mm. Sure, it hasn't got much space on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It came right at the end of the meeting, and I really thought there was something in that that summed up what we were. I wasn't here at the first meeting, so. No, no, it's not. How do you summarize a life in in a few words? Yeah, yeah. How do you summarize your life in a few words? Yeah. No, oh, I thought you were. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Before I hand over to Liz. For a first time, it does take a while to kind of get to know one another. But I've, I've heard good reports from other people I've been speaking to about, like Rita was saying, how, how open people were. So, unless there's anybody else. Hey, I wasn't here either, but I've been on Liz's course, and I can't remember what it's called now. Um, Liz's course will do. <laughs> Is that okay? On my chin. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I have been on Lizzie's course and I've exchanged life, thank you. And I've been a Christian for a very, very long time and that's the first time, I think, that I realised that God loved me for who I was and I didn't have to do anything and if I did something wrong he wasn't looking down with a big stick Mm. I don't know it was just a complete something that's never I've never heard sort of preach I don't think in church Mm. and that was the realisation for me I think and Mm. you know having been in church all these years and I knew that God died on the cross and he'd forgiven my sins but it's just this whole thing of he loves me whatever Mm. thank you we did a a church weekend in, in a place called Wanush and uh, the first night we were talking about that. You know, God loves you and what you do for him is separate to how much he loved you. And it was almost a revolution, wasn't there, of people, well, no, we've got to work hard for it. And people were quite indignant and saying, but I've spent all my life working hard. I've spent all my life working hard for God. And I think they just, they thought, well, doesn't that carry any worth? Well, it does, but actually, who you are, what Christ's done makes your worth your work worthwhile, not the other way around. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for all the people who've shared. Thank you, Andrew, to Liz.